Are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Today, well, today we're taking a break, uh, and let's find out what that's all about. Jeremy, good morning. How are you? Doing well, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I hear we're taking a break today. That's kind of nice. We're just going to relax uh, and kick back. Yeah, that'd be be great. All right. So what are we talking about? We're uh, we're breaking in. (laughs) We're breaking into our series. We have a a uh, five-episode series about our five-step retirement process. And we realized uh, last time we were talking about our second step, uh, how much do you make in retirement? Because just when you retire doesn't mean you stop making money. You make money from pensions, annuities, Social Security. Mm -hmm. And we realized just how important uh, and how much time we would want to dedicate towards the Social Security part. So we thought, let's just cut in and uh, take some extra time, take one specific episode and talk, dive in specifically to Social Security. All right. So stepping out of the, the all the steps that you have, going to mm-hmm. hone in on Social Security. I mean, this is a timely subject. This is, you know, we're, we're year end. Buddy is thinking about what this next birthday means to them. And I know that there's different ages that people hit for Social Security. And I know we'll be talking a little bit about that. But um, what is the most important thing that we need to talk about today, or, or where do we start? I guess. Yeah, most important. It's all important. There's a yeah. lot of stuff there. Let me just say quick too is that if you haven't listened to the last episode on pensions and annuities, if you're somebody that has a pension or annuity, go back and listen to that. So if it's not quite there on your device, go to retirement-reveal.com. You'll be able to see that episode. So if you've got a pension or annuity, uh, definitely check that out. And when it comes to Social Security. More people have those than pensions and annuities, so we thought mm-hmm. let's just let's dive into to the Social Security piece. All right, sounds good. Yeah, well, let's get started. Something we hear all the time is that Social Security is going broke. I'm guessing you've heard that too, Eric. Yeah, and I, I I attribute it more to media trying to make people panic to listen to their news or watch their news. Hey, you know, Social Security's going to run out of money, so tune in and, and listen to what we have to say about it. And then it's yeah. not even what they say about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And, and when I hear broke, I hear this stuff all the time. We've given tons of seminars about retirement, about Social Security specifically. I uh, just gave one a couple weeks ago to the Wisconsin Institute of CPAs, helping mm. these highly intellectual. These, these are CPAs. They know their stuff when it comes to finance, but they don't happen to dive into Social Security that often. So they asked me to give a, a talk, which is fun to do on Social Security. We heard yeah. it there. Hey, Social Security's going broke. But then I asked them as CPAs, what do you think broke means? Yeah, what what do you think broke means? Uh, bro- broke means what it was when I first got married. <laughs> when, when yeah, like my nothing. wife went very broke we, means nothing. Yeah, broke broke was when I was excited to have a ketchup packet that I was putting on a saltine cracker. That was broke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when when people say broke, I think they mean zero. Yeah, like Social Security's got nothing, and that's that's just not correct. If you uh, look into that, they give you these these four page statements that talk about uh, how much you'll get from. Uh, Social Security. Of course, you got to go online now. They don't quite send them out as mm-hmm. much as they, they used to. You can print it out, print it out in color, make it green, like uh, feel nostalgic when they yeah. used to send it to you, then the green <laughs> four-pager. But if you read that front one, it says that in 2034, which right now we're at the end of 2019, approaching 2020, we've got 14, 15 years, 14 or 15 years or so, in 2034, they're saying that Social Security will not have enough money to meet its obligations. But that doesn't mean zero. What they're talking about is that when they promised a hundred dollars to somebody, they'll only have seventy-seven, mm-hmm. which so it's, it's isn't more fun. Of a reduction, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah. 
no one wants a 23% pay cut. But when people come in and they're talking to us, they say, Social Security's going broke. I better get it while I can. Well, broke doesn't mean zero uh, when it comes to Social Security. It means a, a reduction of 23%. That's what they're projecting. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're somebody that feels that that won't ever be fixed, we'll talk about if it will or won't be fixed. But if you think it won't ever be fixed, please use a 23% reduction. Don't use a 100% reduction. Don't mm-hmm. plan on nothing. Plan on 77% of whatever they're, they're promising you because that's what the, the money will be like. Well, and, th- and that's just it. Taking, taking a step back from what you just said, going through the five steps, you know, ideally, uh, revealing your ideal retirement strategy, the, the key word there is strategy, right? So you can't strategize if you think, if you just keep saying that Social Security is going to be zero, I'm not going to have anything. The strategy mm-hmm. comes in when you say, okay, so worst case scenario right now is that it could be down to 77%, so a 23% reduction. I'm going to use that as part of my strategy to make sure that I'm still okay. Um, yeah, but that's to, not a bad to, way to go. Yeah, no, yeah, it's better than zero. Yeah, it's better than zero. And if people do the math based on zero, they'll probably make a different decision than if they do the math based on reality. Exactly. And that's part of our encouragement. Know your numbers, do the math based on reality, uh, actually do the math and plug it into your plan. Uh, use an expert that's uh, helped people go through this type of stuff before. But don't uh, sign up for Social Security at a certain age just because your buddy told you, just because that's what your parents did, just because you think broke means zero. You know, these things are um, not quite reality. So let's let's dive into some of the different realities. And reality is uh, they've changed Social Security before. Back in 1983, they changed it, but they changed it in such a way that if you were 40 or over, it didn't even affect you. Right? They said, mm-hmm. uh, if you're close enough to Social Security, we're not going to change it for you. And at the time, 40 was the age that they talked about, or they didn't, they didn't change a thing for those folks. And back in 2015, they actually made a slight change, just a little tweak, but they gave everyone a little bit of heads up. They changed one part, just a small part of it. They gave you a six months notice and another small part of it. They gave you this four years notice. So they gave you a heads up. It's not like they're going to retroactively, I mean, they can do whatever they want. Right, Congress can can do that, but uh, the history has shown they've given people a, a long runway to adjust to these changes that may or may not be be made to Social Security. Now, let me ask you a question: the, the changes that are made, and I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but I, I think you'll get it. Nobody's grandfathered into that, right? I mean, if they're making a change, it's it's a change for everyone at the age that they're at, correct? Uh, well, in a way, I mean, we 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 talked about there. Uh, so back in '83, if you were 40 or older. Uh, you're still 25 years away from your full retirement age at the time, and they didn't change a thing for them. So in a way, those folks were, were grandfathered Correct. Uh, so, in a so, way. Yeah, the, the question that I guess I'm asking is that my concern is what you said earlier, is that somebody might say, oh, I should take it as soon as I can because they may make these changes. If they were to make changes, it wouldn't matter when you were taking it. it the changes are going to happen even if they give you six months notice, four months notice, or if they change it based on a certain age. I think it would be foolish for somebody to say, I'm going to take it as soon as I possibly can in case they make those changes. The changes are still going to affect you, even if you've already yeah. started to take it. You know, that's you not going to matter. Well, again, they can do whatever they want to, to change it if you're a mm-hmm. congressman and you're in charge of the laws there. But the history has shown just what you said. I think it would be foolish to make this rash decision of I've got to take this money right now. Uh, in yeah. case they make a change later, especially when we're so far away from when there's truly a, a big issue coming up. If you're retiring in the next five years, 10 years, um, 
I wouldn't count on this change as a, as a reason to, mm-hmm. yes, I got to I gotta show up at that Social Security office and, and sign up for it the, the instant I can. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can lose yeah. a lot of money. Well, that's it. And a lot of people just don't understand how Social Security works. And you'll read online, uh, a lot of times you got to take it at 62 or you got to take it at 70. Uh, we don't have an opinion on which way you got to go other than you ought to work with somebody that's done this before and you ought to run the numbers based on uh, reality. We talked a little bit about this 23% reduction as part of it. Another part of Social Security coming up is just how does it even work? Mm-hmm. Right? Most people just don't understand how that works. They're used to a little bit with these pensions where they look at the last three to five years of your earnings or maybe mm-hmm. the highest three to five years of the earnings. And in Social Security world, it's actually your top 35 years. So your top 35 years could have been uh, one year when you were 20 years old, could be the last year that you had. Uh, it's it. yeah. quite a few years that are in there, and that's important to know. It's important to help you figure out when might be a good day to retire, because if you're somebody that doesn't have too many years of working, maybe you're somebody that took some time off for schooling, watching the kids, took a sabbatical, whatever the situation was, in those top 35 years, you might have some zeros. So every year that you work, might be kicking out one of those zeros in a way it's it's kind of boosting up your benefit by about three percent that extra year of working kicks out a zero all of a sudden you got a real number in there besides zero that's a boost of roughly uh three percent if you you run the numbers there wow that's great yeah big deal because when you're trying to figure this out when might be a good time to retire well how does it affect your money that you're going to make and social mm-hmm. security is a big big piece of it on the other end there might be people that started working when they were 16 years old here they are at 60, they're, they've got 45 years of good earnings. So their next year working, their year working after that, might not be kicking out any of those top 35s because they've had such a good year, good number of years of working that their extra working might not be really affecting their Social Security overall. Yeah, and if, if you are able to kind of look at that, it may be something where if, if your year isn't going to contribute to your Social Security, you may be able to make a decision that you want to cut back to part-time. If you don't need the income, you could cut back to part-time, not work as much, because even if you worked full-time, it wouldn't change what you're getting for Social Security, and you maybe you have that flexibility to, to slow down a little bit or, or spend more time doing something else besides work. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. You, you've got it. So just knowing how it works gives you some uh, ideas and what are some good life decisions yeah. uh, for you to make. Um, related to that too, and we talked about this green four-pager where it gives you a summary. It's kind of nice on top. It says that at your full retirement age, you'll get X number of dollars, you know, 2000 bucks, whatever it happens to be. What's interesting, of course, it's in smaller print, but you flip over to page two, kind of halfway through, it says, if you earned this dollar amount until your full retirement age, your benefit would be that. So you might be 55 thinking this is your last day of retirement, and if your full retirement age is 67, when you flipped over to the second page, they're assuming the next 12 years you made just as much money as you made last year. Mm. Well, that might not be your situation. So we, all the time, when we're working with folks, we go right to the Social Security website. They have an estimator where you can grab your information, real-life information, and plug it in of what you think your reality is because they've got to make it a an estimate for everybody, and their estimate for everybody is whatever you earned last year, you'll keep earning until you hit that full retirement age. So in this example, you know, 12 years of earning great income 
might not be reality. And you might be thinking, oh, I'll get this high number. You better go through that estimator, plug in what your true situation is, and mm-hmm. find out what your actual for retirement age amount is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just use that phrase, uh, full retirement age, uh, for you. Do, you. do you happen to know what your full retirement age is? When my wife lets me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really don't well, know. Yeah. Uh, well, well, from a, when I was born, it. I think it's. I think I'm in the 67 and a half category, somewhere in there. Yep. So right now it's basically 66 through 67. Mm-hmm. So if you're born in 1954 uh, or earlier, it's 66. If you're born in 1960 or later, it's 67. And if you're in between those two, you're in between. Right. You're somewhere between 66 and 67. Gotcha. Uh, it's important to know that age. For a couple of reasons, one of them is sometimes people feel like I can't actually retire till I hit my full retirement age. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they're waiting on permission from the government. So you, that, that's not quite true. You can retire kind of whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but that full retirement age amount is important because that dollar amount they show you on the first page of their statement saying you're gonna gonna get two thousand dollars, whatever whatever it is that says on there. That's how much they're promising you on that specific date. If you happen to take Social Security early, you're getting a reduction from that amount. Mm-hmm. If you happen to take it later, you're getting an increase from that amount. So it's good to know how much they're promising you. It's good to know when they're promising it to you. And there's a whole bunch of different rules that come into play when you're below your full retirement age compared to when you're at or above your full retirement age. So knowing that that date, knowing that uh, age, which is going to be somewhere between 66 and 67, will be important especially because a lot of times you get to this uh, area and you still think it's 65 because that's what it was for your parents. Mm-hmm. And 65 is what it was for so long. They've changed it a little bit. What they didn't change is Medicare. And Social Security and Medicare, some of going hand in hand, uh, some of they, they don't. We'll have to get to Medicare at another time. But a lot of people still think 65 is the big deal because that's what the Medicare age happens to be. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, I, I would love to get a you know, Medicare specialist on the show with us. Uh, so you guys can just talk and I can just learn. Yeah, <laughs> it is important. Yeah. We, we do like to say 65 will be your favorite birthday because when you get on Medicare, uh, it seems like it's a lot easier to be on Medicare uh, than to buy your own insurance or get mm-hmm. it through the, the company. So it's kind of a, a joke we like to make that 65 will be more fun than when you turn 21 because uh, you, you get to be on their <laughs> Medicare there for the, uh, the rest of your life. And you'll remember it a lot longer, probably. Yeah, most exactly. likely. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I talked to right there of uh, where you could take it early, you could take it later, mm-hmm. and in general, sixty-two is the earliest you can take Social Security. In general, seventy is the latest you can take Social Security, and it's not quite exact, uh, but it's pretty close. We can use use this as a rough estimate, but pretty much below your full retirement age, every year you take it early, you're going to lose about eight percent. And every year you take it later, you're going to make about 8%. I mean, it's, it's not exact every year because there's different laws that kind of kind of come in there. But that's a close enough number to yeah. um, to think through. So if they promised you 2000 bucks at the age of 66, your full retirement age, and you wait till you're 70, you could be getting 32% more. Yeah, that's, if they that's promise huge. you that, yeah, that's a big dollar amount. That's over 600 bucks. At the same time, if they promised you that 2000 bucks and your full retirement age is uh, 66, if you take it all the way early at 62, uh, they're going to give you a 25% reduction. So you'll only you'll be missing out on 500 bucks 
yeah. in that example. So it's a it's a pay decrease or pay increase. Not too many people I know walk into their boss's office and say, "Can I get a pay cut?" Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, more than half of people walk into Social Security and say, "I know you promised me this, but I'll just give me give it to me now. I'll take the pay cut." Right? Yeah, people are that's... asking for pay cuts from Social Security all the yeah. time, and that could be the best thing to do. But again, run the numbers. <laughs> it just kind of goes uh, counter to what we're used to. Most people want a pay increase, not a pay cut. Well, yeah, and, and again, it goes back to strategy. It goes back to planning. If you can plan, even if you're, I want to say lower income, but even if you're in a, in a position where you're not going to have a tremendous amount of funds, if you can figure out how to plan and just take it a little bit later, just take. I think it's from what I, from what I understand, it actually changes month by month. Correct? Yes, and that's one thing we love about Social Security is that it is month per month. A lot of times, people are used to uh, pensions. A lot of pensions work in the in the manner that you got to hit your birthday, mm-hmm. right? So if your birthday uh, is middle of September, you better retire afterwards to get that that uh, higher pension. If you happen to retire the day before your birthday, sometimes it's on your birthday, right? You got to figure that one out. Uh, that can be a huge difference. If we're using this uh, Social Security amount of eight percent, that could be a huge difference right there. But in the case of Social Security. It's month per month, so it's not the biggest deal. If you miss a month, oh, you just go in the next month, and then you get a little bit higher. Or oh, I gotta take it now. Oh, you, you you took it a couple months before your birthday, so you missed out on a little bit. It's only the, the couple months difference. It's not this huge cliff of yeah. you better hit that hurdle uh, to get that that bump. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, uh, you mentioned strategy there, and there is one strategy. I don't want to go into details on it because it's a little complicated. Doesn't quite apply to everyone. But if you're born on, I'm sorry, born on January 1st, but if you're born on January 1st, 1954 or earlier, there's a way to file. It's called file restricted. It's a way to start out with one benefit, switch over to another higher one later on. Uh, That's one of the changes they made in 2015 is they kind of cut off that uh, benefit. But they did uh, allow it still for people that are born January 1, 1954 or earlier uh, so that that's you. Uh, this is a huge deal. We've run into several people the past year that weren't aware of that. Uh, we helped them get this benefit. We helped them actually get uh, checks in the thousands of dollars. Uh, some was, um, let's see here, close to you know, six, seven, eight thousand dollars uh, for a few folks that they got back from Social Security. They had no idea they were missing out, and we were able to get them started on that, able to get them a check uh, for kind of some back pay a little bit in a way. If that's you, please reach out to us. It's uh, kylefp.com. Reach out to us. Reach out to somebody that knows what they're doing uh, with Social Security. But please just give us a call. Happy to walk you through that and and figure that one out for you. Yeah, I mean, that that would be both my parents. Yeah, there you go. If they haven't quite uh, uh, applied yet or if they've applied in the last 12 months, there could be uh, ways that um, they they could file and change things around to get a, a different benefit that, you know, if you're going to do it, it's only because it's will will be a better benefit for you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so they they have to have filed within the last twelve months. And basically, yeah, out. that's got it. Exactly. A lot of people we've run into uh, somebody's working or uh, they're approaching retirement and they haven't quite filed yet. Some people have been waiting till seventy because uh, mm-hmm. they they've heard that it's the highest benefit, uh, but there's a different way they could have filed that they still preserve that higher benefit, but they're getting money still. Uh, from Social Security. So for those folks, and we, we've run into quite a few the last uh, year, uh, where it just takes a little bit of uh, calculating, takes a, a form to fill yes. out, 
wait a month or two, you get uh, that benefit, and you maybe even get a check back from uh, Social Security that you weren't expecting. So Great. that's you. Give us a call. We want to help you get uh, get that money. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome. All right, what else do we need to know? I mean, there's tons to unpack here, but uh... yeah, quite a quite a lot of stuff. A few, a few things you just want to talk about is that uh, there's so many different ways you can file. You can file on your own benefit as a retiree. They call that retirement benefit. You can retire on your spouse's benefit, and you can retire uh, as a survivor benefit. So that means you are married to somebody and they passed passed mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing. Uh, we we like to say a lot of times that we're we're not a therapist, but we are going to ask you about your past relationships. It's important to know what benefits you're qualifying for. Mm-hmm. And you might be qualifying for a benefit on a marriage you had years ago, on a marriage that ended years ago, because you can actually get a spousal benefit uh, when you are not married to somebody anymore. If you're married to them for 10 years or longer, uh, you might be eligible for that spousal benefit. Uh, If you were married to them for that amount of time of 10 years or more, and they've passed on, you might be eligible for a survivor benefit. So there's a lot of things that it's worth figuring out that there's different ways you can file different benefits you might be eligible for. And uh, real quick, too, a lot of times when they're looking at this, when you're looking at this uh, with yourself and your spouse, it feels like you don't quite do it together. Like, I'm going to do this. She can do that. You really need to plan this together uh, because there's ways to figure out what's the best way to take this benefit. Perhaps somebody takes it earlier than they expected. Perhaps somebody takes it later than they expected. But that combination might give you both a better benefit. Mm. Yeah, it's just so interesting. And especially uh, when it comes to something we don't like to think about. All right, who wants to think about as they're approaching retirement when one of them's still in retirement and the other one's not because the other one's passed away? Who wants, mm-hmm. you know, who wants to think about that? Yeah. But that's a big deal. We've run into so many widows, and oftentimes the widow's the wife. She becomes a widow maybe in the mid 80s, early 90s, whenever you know she might lose her husband. And she's living on the benefit that her husband made a decision on 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, right? exactly. That's that's a huge deal. Uh, most widows would prefer to have a little bit more versus a little bit less. And uh, if you plan together, you can figure out what's the best way for us to take the Social Security that benefits us both and really keep in mind how is this going to help out the widow, uh, whether it's the husband or the wife. Um, there's ways you can figure that out so that you're boosting up that survivor benefit for that widow by a few hundred bucks uh, every single month. And trust me, she might need it. Uh, mm-hmm. You have two benefits, it's going down to one. When there's only when there's two people, you get two benefits. When there's one, you get the one. Uh, so you ought to plan through what's the best way to get this benefit for that surviving spouse later on. Nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's so important. I don't know what spouse wouldn't want that for their, for their significant other, right? I mean, that's if I can get you more. <laughs> yeah, some, that's exactly it. And, uh, sometimes happens, so. you got to sacrifice a little bit. If, you, if you're if you the one, you're kind of pushing out that benefit, you're waiting on it to help out the, mm-hmm. the widow later on. We, we encourage you to remind them, like, I'm doing this for you, honey, right? Yep. But still go ahead and do it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Um, a few things here just to wrap up is that this is probably the biggest decision of your life. This, this might be the biggest financial decision of your life. When you add up how much you, especially if there's a couple, will be getting from Social Security. It could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. It could be close to a million dollars. This is a huge uh, decision mm-hmm. that you're going to make in your early 60s that could be affecting you uh, into your 80s, could be affecting your widow uh, into the 90s. 
Unfortunately, a lot of people try to figure out how do I get the most amount of money next month? And our encouragement is to figure out how do you get the most amount of money over your lifetime? Uh, what's the way to file that helps you out with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, there's so many things that people just don't know. And, and again, it's, it's nice to have friends to talk to about stuff like this, but it, you got to consult somebody who knows, right? A professional. Mm-hmm. Y- your neighbor took it at a certain age and said, oh, this works out great for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's just not part of the same plan. Let me ask you a question. Maybe you know this. Is there a way to pause Social Security? So let's say you took it at 63 and then you're like, you know what? I, I took it too early. Maybe I can pause it for a year and gain 8% back. Ever heard anything like that? Yeah, you got it. That's called suspending uh, your benefit. Again, really? that's one of those. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, huh. It was a little more prevalent a few years back. They got uh, or kind of tightened the the reins on that. Um, more recently, but that's one of those areas where when you hit full retirement age, you get more uh, privileges in a way than if you're uh, before full Mm -hmm. retirement age. And there could be plenty of uh, reasons that you do that. That's why we use specialized software to figure out what's the best way for you to file. It's it's amazing to do. Uh, Tell you a quick story. We got a a client that had uh, gone through, filed for Social Security. Uh, We decided that was the best time with him to file for Social Security. And then just about a year later, his, um, his mom passed away. He inherited some money. He said, hey, how do I, where should I invest this? What's, what's the best place to uh, put this money? And we're going through trying to think of different ways. I thought, wait a second. Uh, you filed for Social Security 11 months ago. It's been working out fine. Uh, but the amount you've been getting is pretty close to this amount you just inherited. Right? Let's just, um, let's just say it was 2000 a month. So you inherited like 24000 You've gotten 2000 a month coming back. You know, why don't you repay your Social Security that you've got, a refile, and then you're going to get an 8% boost. I mean, what, what else can you find that will do something like that? So exactly. it was a special situation, but it just seemed to, to be the best place for him is that kind of getting a little bit of a do-over there and paid back what he got, started getting about 8% more than right away. And uh, he was fortunately in that time frame where he did get an inheritance and he was within that 12 months where he could... Uh, kind of get a redo. So interesting thing in there. It's fairly set in stone, but don't think it's 100% set in stone. Worthwhile talking to your financial planner and and letting them know all the different situations uh, that are going on so that they can help you make a, a good decision there. Yeah, absolutely. It's such great information, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Is there any closing thoughts for today? Yeah, let me, um, I've got two of them. We'll get through them uh, quickly here. But the idea sure. is a lot of people think retirement and social security go hand in hand. Like, if I retire today, I got to take Social Security tomorrow. That's not the case. You should retire when you want to and you can afford to, but you should take Social Security when it gives you the best benefit to your plan, right? If you you think they're married together, they're not. Mm -hmm. We've helped people file for Social Security before they retired. We've helped people file for Social Security years after they retired. Uh, Retire when you can want to and can afford to, but take Social Security when it gives you the best benefit uh, to your plan. And just the the last one is uh, we don't have a dogma about you better take it early or you should always take it later, but we do have a little bit of a dogma of find someone that's done this before, find an objective retirement expert to help you make these different decisions, run the numbers, consider both of you. If there's two of you, this affects, consider how it affects both of you, especially consider how it affects that surviving spouse. And uh, we talked about it last time. A lot of times when you think through how long your retirement might be, probably longer than you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So uh, run the numbers based on probably a little bit longer than you're expecting. 
Yeah, absolutely. For for everyone out there that is listening and says, you know, I I've taken Social Security. I I don't know if I made the best decision at that point. I don't know if there are options and. It's tough to Google these things, right? I mean, you just don't want to. There's so much information out there, you'll get lost in a heartbeat. I would encourage you to reach out to Jeremy and his team. Uh, Jeremy, how do they get a hold of you if they if they just just want to have a review? Hey, look, I don't know if there's anything we can do, but I, I heard a couple things on the podcast that were interesting. So maybe there's some sort of strategy I just don't know about because, of course, they're not the expert. How do they get a hold of you to do that? Yeah, you, you don't know until you ask, and uh, we don't know until we can uh, learn a little bit about you and run the numbers uh, yeah. with you. But uh, check us out, Kyle FP, K-E-I-L, my last name, FP for Financial Partners, uh, or you can give us a call. Uh, so that's KyleFP.com. Give us a call, too, at uh, 262-333-8353. Fantastic. Uh, again, thank you so much, Jeremy. I appreciate your time, and I, I know the audience appreciates it. Audience, make sure that you tune in next time as we're going to continue the five-step retirement process uh, that Jeremy is outlining And uh, if you haven't heard the first two, go back and listen to those podcasts. And I appreciate you listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends, families, and your neighbors that are telling you all about their retirement. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.